0: Welcome to a topic about dysfunctional families. Let's start off by, what can I do about my dysfunctional family? If I were to keep a tally of the topics my dear readers ask me about the most, this is one that would lead the pack. At first glance, the questions that don't seem the same, of course, Sometimes it's an emotionally clueless mother. Sometimes it's a narcissistic father. Sometimes it's a verbally abusive sibling. But it all boils down to the same despair. The people who are supposed to love you the most, the people who are supposed to support you and be there for you the most, those are the people who are actually the ones who are hurting you the most. It's remarkable how many people are already well into adulthood, maybe even rising their own family, and yet they are still having trouble dealing with the psychological effects of growing up in a dysfunctional family and dealing with difficult relatives who they can't quite escape even in childhood nor adulthood. I've been mulling over this topic for a long time, not entirely sure how to approach it. Is there any topic that is more sensitive and emotionally loaded or more complicated? No two dysfunctional families are the same. No two survivors of dysfunctional families are the same. And therefore, it is a no one-size-fits-all situation. In the end, I've decided to approach this topic the same way I approach most other topics. I'm going to share my own experiences and what has helped me the most. Um, My own intimate family or region of all kinds of fucked up. The alcohol-fueled, physically violent, emotionally neglectful kind of fucked up. Later in life, I also landed in the middle of a more convert kind of family dysfunction. The kind where everything looks great on the outside, but is deeply broken in the inside. And then there is my own, which is solace now but wasn't exactly healthy to start out with. All of this has left me scared for sure, but there are the kinds of scars that are closed up, healing, fading in color. They are not open wounds, bleeding the life out of me anymore. When you grow up in a dysfunctional family, dysfunction is your normal you have never known anything different, but in order for you to separate yourself from the dysfunction and create healthy life for yourself, the first steps are to understand what constitutes family dysfunction, understand how growing up in a dysfunctional family might be affected you as an adult or whoever, whatever age you are, accept that your family is dysfunctional which could be a hard part for most people. These are the types of things that people have to overcome the effects of growing up in a dysfunctional family and how to deal with dysfunctional family members who are still causing problems in your life. Um... There are a lot of signs of a dysfunctional family, like one, what constitutes family dysfunction, what happens in dysfunctional families. Like I said, no two dysfunctional families are exactly the same, but here are some examples of what may go on in dysfunctional families, like lack of communication or poor communication, constant or unresolved conflict and tension between family members, emotional neglect, lack of love, empathy and support, emotional abuse, excessive criticism, name-calling, putting people down, imperfectionism, and unreasonable expectations given children's developmental level, like being called fat or... You're too ugly. Why are you looking like this? Um, excessive attempts to control others and lack of tolerance for normal human differences. Pressure to be and act one way that might be deemed right, whether it's terms of religion, politics, personality traits, or field of level of education. Lack of privacy. Lack of boundaries. Psychological manipulation, substance abuse, physical neglect, physical violence, other types of abuse, pretending that everything is a-okay when it's not. Usually a dysfunctional family will exhibit more than just one of these symptoms. Um, there's a lot of causes of family dysfunction. Family dysfunction can be created by several kinds of individuals. People who lack essential life skills that are needed to create a healthy family environment, communication skills, relationship skills, coping skills, any problem-solving skills. People who are ignorant or have outdated views of what kinds of needs or how to give it to them. People who are too wrapped up in their own problems to meet their kids' needs. To be stressed, workaholism, mental health issues, substance abuse issues. People with narcissistic personality traits. Psychopaths or sociopaths and the first three groups of people are sometimes willing to be capable of growing and changing the last two almost never are the effect of growing up in a dysfunctional family um, believing that there is something wrong with you when you are a child you see your parents and other adults as smarter or more powerful than you are When these adults don't make you feel loved and appreciated. When your parents don't act like other kids' parents, you automatically assume that there's something wrong with you. It can't be that all-powerfulness parents, so it must be you. You must not be worthy, and that must be why they treat you like shit. It's all you. You believe it's all you, and you carry your belief into adulthood with you. You are worthless. Your wants and needs don't matter. You're bottom of a pile. So you continue to let people treat you like shit. You let people walk all over you, and you continue to live life where your wants and needs don't matter. You settle for less than you deserve to the point that your life sucks and you feel really bad to the point where you meet the diagnostic criteria for depression and believing that it's all your responsibility. When you spend your formative years surrounded by people who criticize, put you down, make fun of you, call you names, blow up over the smallest infraction when your love is not unconditional, you learn to believe that It's your responsibility. You learn to be careful, to keep quiet, to tiptoe, to anticipate. You learn it's your job to keep other people happy. Your job is to keep them calm. Your job is to keep them flippering their lid. Your job is to be perfect in every way possible. Your job is to please. Your job is to suffer the guilt when you fail. It's all your responsibility and all your fault to the point that you become the textbook's case of perfectionism and people-pleasing. <laughs> Believing that the world is dangerous and people are assholes when you are born into an environment when that is physically or emotionally unsafe and where most people can't be counted on to help you, you learn to believe that the world is a dangerous place and most people are assholes. Of course you do. You are a child that is all you have ever experienced, even though you may have some opposite experiences later on, and you rationally understand that you no longer need to be scared and worried all the time, that animal part of your brain isn't fully convinced. So you are always just a little bit on guard, always waiting for the other shoe to drop, your brain is always overreacting on the slightest threat to the point that you meet all the diagnostic criteria of anxiety disorder. Having low stress tolerance. A child growing up in a dysfunctional family can be under stress for long periods of time. Being exposed to chronic stress as a child can damage not only your mind, but your body as well. A chronic overload of stress hormones that your body releases whenever it feels under threat can be dysregulated. Your stress response system, fight or fly response, so that you become more sensitive to future stressors and have a harder time returning to a normal state after being stressed from other people. Suffering from Poor physical health. The overload of stress hormones in a childhood coupled with a dysregular stress response system that you carry with you to adulthood can start the chain reaction of a myriad of health problems that may not become visible until you later in life, such as autoimmune disorders, diabetes, heart disease, and cancer. And you may also believe that you are helpless. As a child, there are very little that you could improve in your life. You were just a child. You didn't have the means, the resources, the power to do anything about what is happening in your family. You were helpless. Your calls for help went unnoticed. You haven't been able to leave. You had no choice, so you just took it. and You tolerated, you endured. And negative was your reality, so for so long that you started expecting only negative, and then you grew up to be helpless, hopeless adult. Of course, you did. Nobody ever taught you that you have the power to change your circumstances. Nobody ever taught you that you are strong and capable. Nobody ever taught you that you have a choice. Nobody ever taught you that there is hope. Um, Three, you accepting that your family is dysfunctional. In order to heal, you have to recognize the illness. You must recognize how f- your family was and is a dysfunctional. And how it has affected you. You must accept the reality. Please note that accept does not mean condone. It just means that you see your family for what they objectively are. This is easier said than done, though. Because growing up in a dysfunctional family may have left you with poor self-confidence. This poor self-confidence... ...is yet another way in which dysfunctional families can keep you imprisoned for the way longer than necessary. Here is how it plays out. You start waking up to the fact that maybe it isn't all you after all. Maybe, just maybe, there is actually something wrong with them. Could it be? (laughs) No, 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 of course. It couldn't be them. You are bottom of the pile, remember? Nobody has ever told you that your perceptions matter. Nobody has ever told you that your family is crazy and your feelings do matter. So you must be wrong about this, too. Plus, it wasn't all bad. You probably, um, all the, you're just exaggerating all the bad stuff. You have all these good memories too, and it definitely wasn't as bad as those kids across the road. They really had it bad. You were luckily compared to them. And how come you are so more screwed up than your only siblings? It must be you and not them. This is called the lack of trust in your own experience, dear reader. Self-doubt. And it's just another sign that you are indeed dealing with a dysfunctional family, and it means a lot, like it's messing with your head. Don't let me bring up a few points that might help you, Accept the reality. A family is never all good and rarely all bad. There are no perfect families. Every family has its problems. All parents make mistakes, and on the flip side, families that are all bad are probably pretty rare too. Even dysfunctional families sometimes experience good times. Most families fall somewhere between all good and all bad extremes. The difference between functional and dysfunctional are where they fall in the continuum. And a dysfunctional or good and are a not dysfunctional or a good enough family, some of the symptoms of dysfunctional might make an appearance, but these problems are actually recognized and addressed. The children know that their parents love them even when life sometimes gets rough. Everyone physically and emotional needs to attend to. Someone's authentic self is recognized and celebrated. The children receive enough support and guidance to meet the developmental milestones to learn key life skills. In a dysfunctional family, there are multiple problems, and the problems go on forever and ever and ever. In a dysfunctional family, nobody notices or cares about how other family members are suffering. In a dysfunctional family, there are no, let's all figure this out together type. In a dysfunctional family, kids reach adulthood with a poor sense of self, poor self-esteem, and poor coping skills. They are poorly prepared to meet life's changes. Siblings can make different outcomes due to timing and genes. These are a couple of reasons why siblings born in the same dysfunctional family can have different outcomes. First of all, two siblings born in the same family can have vastly different experiences depending on the timing and circumstances of their birth. For example, I, my mother had me when she was 16 and my little sister when she was about 18 and, you know... I was not good enough, and I wasn't right, but my sister was Queen Bee. She had control in some way and never really had it bad. She gets whatever she wants, when she wants, and how she wants. That's just an example, and that's just the way it was. Generetic differences can also play a role in how children react in dysfunctional family environment. Some children share more inborn personality traits with their parents than other children do, which can make adjusting to the parents' antiques rather easier or harder. Genes can also play a role in how children react to stressful circumstances. Children with the gene that makes them highly sensitive people are more likely to end up with a dysregulated stress response system that experience chronic stress that children without the sensitive gene. What matters most is where you are today and what you can do about it. Um, I don't want to spend forever and a day on that. At most I want you to spend just a little bit of time on that. Just think about what we've talked about. and um, I don't know. Maybe use it in your own life. Um, you're not the only one that's been in a dysfunctional family. Maybe just having somebody that can, I don't know, relate with you may, may help you. Just know that you are good enough and you're worth it and you're going to do great in life. Just take it one day at a time.